In today's episode of Comments Over Coffee, we are talking about live streaming tips and advice. So grab your cup, tumbler, mug, because we're starting right now. Welcome to Comments Over Coffee, where you will learn how to get better at YouTube and online video over a cup of coffee. Pour a cup for your host, Nick Nimmin. If this is your first time here, I want to let you know that the comments that you hear on this show are brought to you from the comment section of my YouTube channel or from the submission form on the commentsovercoffee.com website. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, head over to commentsovercoffee.com, put it in the form there, and as long as it's not something that I've answered here before, I will put it in the queue. I also want to let you know if you are a content creator, I have put together a list of all of the things that I personally use, all the things that I recommend to other content creators, all the good stuff to use. So you don't have to go through the headaches of using something and finding out that it sucks later. <laughs> but it's all the stuff that uh, that we use over at bestcreatortools.com. I have video editing software over there. I have graphic software over there. I have creator services, other podcasts you should listen to all kinds of stuff for content creators. So you can find all of that over at bestcreatortools.com. Our question today comes from muscleman8562. And the question is, I do live streams, any advice? I love the open-ended question here. This is fantastic. It gives me tons of room to just kind of talk about all of the advice that I have for live streaming. So boy, do I have some advice for you. <laughs> so when it comes to live streaming, um, I've been live streaming personally for years now. Um, my very first stream, when I first went live on YouTube, I had uh, two people come through the live stream. It was a thumbnail tutorial on how to make thumbnails. And I was excited, right? I had those two people come in and I was like, wow, I have a couple people hanging out here in the live stream. This is cool. And on my channel, because I was showing more of the tech, I wasn't even doing YouTube tips yet. I was just showing like how to make thumbnails, how to come up with video ideas, um, the basically the production side, like all the stuff you have to do on the backside of being a content creator. But I wasn't actually doing like YouTube tips type stuff yet. I wasn't that far along in my journey. But at that time, I was making that live stream so that I could do a video on live streaming later. So I had to figure it out. And I used that live stream to do that. But the reason I'm telling you this is because it was really exciting for me, right? I had two people come in. I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. But it wasn't exciting enough to where I decided, hey, this is something that I should do on a regular basis. And from that time until I had around 12,000 subscribers, I didn't stream anymore. And I think at that time I might have had 80 subscribers on my YouTube channel. And when I did start streaming again, what happened was Brian T. Johnson, he's a friend of mine on YouTube, if you are not familiar with Brian, you definitely need to look him up. Um, just go to YouTube and just look for Brian G. Johnson TV. You'll find him. Really awesome dude. Tons of great uh, YouTube information as well. But basically, when YouTube rolled out the live streaming in their mobile app, he hit me up and he's like, hey, dude, I've got, uh, or do you have the access to this live streaming yet on your phone? And I was like, I don't know, let me check. And he's like, you should have it. You know, it's over 10,000 subscribers. So I looked and I had it. So right away, I told him, I'm like, hey, dude, thanks for letting me know. I appreciate it. And I went into the next room. I turned on my lights, and I went live on my mobile device. Now, again, first time I had maybe around 80, had two people come in. This time I had like 12,000 subscribers on my channel, and I had a full chat room. And I was blown away. I was like, wow, this is amazing. All these people in here, all this activity happening, all these people asking questions and you know, just participating in the chat. This is incredible. And that moment I was hooked. As soon as that happened, I was like, wow. And, and I just felt the energy. My own adrenaline just from going live and being on the spot, right? Because when you go live, you're just on the spot. But the energy from, 
from that experience of having all of those people in the chat just interacting with each other, but also asking me questions and knowing that I had a bunch of people right there, you know, watching me and I had to be on point in terms of, you know, hey, what it is that I'm saying. I got to make sure I'm not throwing out obscenities on accident and, you know, things like that. But my mind had to monitor those sorts of things all of a sudden. But but I really, really loved that experience right out of the gate. So I was like, man, this is something I got to I got to start doing on a regular basis. And another cool thing about that stream is Roberto Blake came into that stream also. And at the time we hadn't had any conversation. We hadn't had any back and forth yet. And he came into the stream and he started asking me questions just on, you know, my perspective on YouTube culture and things like that. And uh, for me, that was also a big deal because I, I look up to Roberto, right? Like Roberto is a peer. He's somebody that uh, also, you know, helps content creators, but entrepreneurs has a su successful YouTube channel. Like he's doing great in terms of the value that he provides to people. And I was like just super blown away that he was just hanging out in my live stream, talking to people and all that too. So all the way around, right? Like I had Roberto in there who, who is somebody that I looked up to or and still look up to, but I had Roberto in there. And then I had, you know, like a full chat room full of people. And I was just jamming in terms of the energy that I was feeling. And from that moment forward, as soon as I turned it off, I streamed for like three hours on that first stream. And the only reason that I stopped is because the battery died on my phone. <laughs> if it wasn't for that, then I wouldn't have stopped. But basically, as soon as that stream was over, I, I said to myself that, okay, this is something I'm going to do on a regular basis. So what I did at that point is I took my mobile device and I went out and I got a thing to where I could connect a microphone to it. And it was an Android at the time. And uh, I got this little plug-in thing for the phone. But basically I set it up over by my uh, standing desk and I started live streaming uh, every week. And at first it was like, you know, I just called them like subscriber hangouts and things like that. And, and I would, I would basically just sit there and answer YouTube questions for a long period of time, you know, sometimes three hours, sometimes four hours. And I would look at people's channels, give them tips on things that they should do. And it was awesome, right? It was a great, great time. It was, I had tons of fun doing it. I loved, I actually looked forward to going live, okay? So what happened from there is my brother, um, he was talking about, you know, coming onto YouTube and things like that. And he started experimenting with another channel and putting out content there so he could get used to the platform. And then we were talking about, hey, let's, let's do a channel together. So... We were going to do this channel called Creator Insights, and on that channel, it was basically going to be to where we teach all the stuff about YouTube, but not necessarily tips, but all of the back-end stuff, right? Like, again, just going, like, hardcore into production and that kind of thing. But we were like, hey, let's build a studio. Like, if we're going to do this, let's make it awesome, right? And he also said to me, he's like, hey, you know, like the way that you're going, because at that time I had like 100,000 subscribers. And he was like, hey, the, the direction that you're going and the way things are going for you, like you should really try to pro things up and, you know, build like a studio. And I'm like, cool. And um, uh, so we did that for that channel. And then I was going to use some of it for, you know, what it is that I, that I was doing anyway. But basically when we built that, we went live one time on my channel and my brother joined me for that live stream. That was his first time going live. And he did an amazing job, by the way, with the, building the studio and his first live stream and all that stuff. But basically, when we went live that first time, both of us were like, wow, this is awesome. And we got tons of great feedback from the chat and everything. And then we started talking about it. And we're like, hey, if, if we can go live here in the studio and have people come in and watch and, you know, participate in what, what's going on, why don't we just go live here? Like, we already have an audience here instead of having to build up another audience um, that we're going to go live for on another channel. Let's just do it here. And then... When that decision was made, Nim and Live was born. 
and Nimmin Live has been the thing that we've carried for quite some time now to where it's just our Saturday show that we do. And we've done it every Saturday for years now, unless, um, unless we're traveling or something like that, then in that case, we might let it go a little bit, but we do it outside of that, outside of travel. Uh, we do it every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern and that's the scheduled time that we do it, and we're just obsessed with it. Now, currently, my brother, at the time of this recording, um, it's during the coronavirus and all that, and my brother's in Mexico. I'm in Thailand, so unfortunately, we can't do it in the live studio, but still doing it from home. Actually morphed Nimmin Live during this situation into a group live stream, which is pretty awesome. So um, I have other content creators on there. So far, I've had, um, let's see, I've had Roberto Blake. He's a regular on there. He's there almost every Saturday. Um, Cody Warner. Um, Daniel Battelle is on there almost every Saturday. Um, Brian G. Johnson's on there. Had uh, uh, David Foster from Live Streaming Pros, Luria Pertucci from Live Streaming Pros, um, Jevin Dovey, Daryl Eves, Justin Brown from Primal Video um, has hopped on there. Um, Andrew Can uh, has popped on there. You might know Andrew from TubeBuddy or from his filmmaking channel. Uh, but basically, like, you know, like I'll feel bad if I left anybody out of that, but you get the idea because I'm just trying to list them off the top of my head. But basically, the thing that I'm trying to get at here is the experience of live streaming for me is something that I have really, really had an awesome time with. And if you are considering, uh, you know, live streaming, you're like, hey, I don't know if I should if I should do it or not, or I don't know if that's something that I want to venture into. Let me tell you, it might be terrifying thinking, hey, I'm going to hit that live button and go live. But once you go live, the, the, the energy that you pull off of that, just knowing that, hey, there's five people or there's 10 people or 100 people or 1,000 people, depending on the you know, size of your stream, there's tons of people or some people that are, that are just watching my stream right now that are, that are observing what it is that I'm doing in this moment. Like it's, it's a buzz. It really, really is. And I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. But anyway, in terms of the tips, I just want to give you that backstory in terms of, you know, one, the history with me in live streaming so that you could understand that journey and that will help explain some of the tips that I'm going to be giving you. I just wanted to give you some context there. And um, also just to let you know that when you first go live, if you're just getting started, you might have two people. You might have one person, you might have zero people, depending on what's going on with your channel, but you might have uh, just a few people come into your live stream and it's okay, right? Because what you're doing there is you are, uh, you are basically giving yourself the opportunity to practice so that as everything grows, you are going to be able to tap into it and just ride the um, excitement of live streams. But live right now, especially during the coronavirus thing, live is just blowing up right now. Um, people are live streaming everything right now, which is pretty awesome. But let's get into the tips. So, because um, I've dragged this out quite a bit here, um, just on the story side of things, but I really wanted to give you that context um, just so I could put into perspective my journey and just to let you know how cool live streaming can be if you decide to do it. So here are the tips. So if you actually start live streaming or you're considering it, or if you're already live streaming, um, here are some tips that I have for you. The very first one is to know the purpose of your stream. What I mean by that is when you live stream, you don't want to go live just for the sake of going live. You want to go live knowing why you're going live. So when you go live, you could do it for the sake of, hey, I'm going live for the sake of just developing the skill of being able to act on my feet, right? Or react on my feet, um, which will help you making videos. It'll help you doing things like podcasts or anything like that if you decide to go down that road. But going live, it'll basically train you 
to act on your feet and be really good at, at reacting to things on, on your feet, answering questions or whatever type of content it is that you do, just being able to search your brain in an instant, pull out information and share it with people right there on the spot. Even if it's, even if it's answering personal questions where people are like, Hey, you know, if you're doing like a Q and a stream, like, Hey, ask me anything, you know, to your subscribers, even a stream like that, people are going to, are going to ask you some crazy things that will catch you off guard and it will train you to think on your feet. So if that was your purpose, then the type of stream that you would do might be different than if your purpose is, hey, I'm doing this so that I can put out a piece of content. Um, in addition to the videos that I make, it's a quicker, easier to make piece of content. Therefore, I'm going to supplement my content with this to where, let's say I do a video a week and a live stream per week. Then in that situation, your approach is going to be different. So what I mean by that, and I'm going to give you a great comparison because this is something, because um, you watch my content or you are into like YouTube help stuff. So you know of me or you know of the channel that I'm getting ready to mention um, or you know of both. But basically when you are, um, next time you're on the Video Influencers YouTube channel, which is an awesome channel by the way, and you should definitely subscribe to it um, while you're over there. But um, Benji and Sean, they, they have an awesome channel over there where they interview other influencers. They also do YouTube tips and things like that. But they just recently started dedicating to a live stream show every Saturday as well. So basically, I live stream from, um, from like 9 a.m. Eastern to roughly, I think around like noon Eastern time. I know locally for me, it's around midnight. Um, and then they usually go live right around like mid or right around like noon or one around that time. But basically with theirs, they package theirs in a way to where the entire stream is based around one topic. So in terms of the replay value, since the purpose of theirs is we're putting out this content, we're going to interview some cool people and share some cool information, but we also want this to be a long-term piece of content, right? So since that is the purpose of theirs, they put it together like it's a TV show. So instead of it being a hangout like mine is, to where mine's really loose, it takes me sometimes 10 minutes just to get into you know, the Q&A part of the show where we're answering YouTube questions and that kind of thing. With them, it gets into the actual meat of the content really, really fast. There's also that, you know, the hangout element as well, but theirs is, is more focused around, hey, we're optimizing this video so that when people do come into this video, um, they're going to learn a lot about one topic instead of being on mine where they learn a lot about a bunch of topics, right? So, Basically, in that situation, what they're doing is they're packaging up their live stream just like it's a piece of video content. And it looks that way. It sounds that way. They spend a ton of money on their studio to make it, you know, all look and feel like it's an actual video. Um, they, they do a lot of front end work on putting graphics together and things like that about their their hosts and pulling videos down. So they have graphics on the screen and videos playing and all kinds of really cool stuff that they're doing over there. But um, if you go and you look at their live stream compared to what I'm doing, our purposes are different. Right, so they get the they they get kind of both of them because they get the community hangout plus they get that long term piece of content. Where with mine, mine is solely made for the community building aspect, right? Like mine is like, hey, this is just a place where you can hang out, talk to other people who are like you in terms of content creators, and it's a place where you're going to learn a ton of stuff about YouTube over a really short amount of time, right? So the the packaging for both of those are different. Sometimes I even title mine. Subscriber hang out with the Nimmin brothers, right? People aren't looking for that. People aren't searching for that. If you don't know who the Nimmin brothers are, you're not going to care about that. So in theirs, they'll wrap theirs around things like, um, you know, uh, how to come up with video ideas or, uh, you know, different ways 
to get views on YouTube or something like that. And the entire hour-long live stream will be about that. So knowing the purpose of what it is that you're streaming for and what that piece of content is designed to accomplish will be a huge impact on the content itself, right? Because if you package it for the replay and you package it for, um, you know, for, for the experience and when people do run across it on YouTube, even if they're not familiar with your brand or your channel, then it's still a piece of content that when they're introduced to it and you, that it still feels like a piece of video content, which is kind of the expectation on YouTube, which is a huge win. When you come into mine, mine looks like a live stream. It sounds, uh, well, I, I don't know. They probably sound similar, but mine looks like a live stream. It's structured kind of crazy. I even have periods of time to where I go into the chat and I'm answering questions directly out of the chat and I'm giving shout outs and like, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. And um, uh, because of that, it, it, it creates a completely different feel and a completely different purpose of my live stream. And, and one of the reasons, I'm, I mean, I'll be honest with you, one of the reasons that my live stream is that way is because that first time that I went live and I had all that, that activity, I loved it, right? I loved the hangout aspect and just thinking to myself, hey, all these content creators are, are in here and they're, you know, asking me questions about things that they can do to improve on what it is the third one. And I'm able to like sit here in real time and answer specific questions. And like, I absolutely loved that. So, um, so that's really what has formed our live stream into into what it is today um so you know it's kind of been like a uh, like like we are the people on the cameras but it's actually been designed in a way or co-designed i should say between us and the community because without the community asking the questions and filling out you know the form to ask questions and things like that then we wouldn't be able to make the stream as informative as we do so because of that it's uh you know it's kind of like a co-designed stream that's happened over time. It's just kind of morphed into what it is. Now, the second thing that I want to talk to you about here is to make sure that you're streaming in the right place. Um, and I'll go over this one quickly because this this podcast episode, I know because of my story I told at the beginning is getting a little bit longer than you probably anticipated, but you want to make sure that you're streaming in the right place. So for example, if you're on gaming content, gaming content's huge on YouTube, it's huge on Twitch, and it's huge on Facebook. But what you want to look at, if you're not multicasting or multi-streaming, what you want to look at is you want to look at, okay, where is it that I'm actually trying to grow? Where is it that I'm actually trying to get some real traction? And in that case, you want to focus on on whichever one that is. And of course, everybody's going to say, hey, I'm wanting to get traction on all of them. But at the end of the day, focus is very powerful. So because of that, I would recommend that you stream in a specific place so you can be hyper-engaged with that audience. But just make sure you're streaming to the right place. If you're doing business-related content or you're doing like how-to type stuff, of course, YouTube would be the fit for that or Facebook would be the fit for that. Um, so because of that, you would say, okay, well, if I'm doing business-related content, maybe I should be on Facebook or maybe I should try to get into LinkedIn's live streaming program. Um, and maybe multicast to YouTube, or maybe I should uh, just go on YouTube since I already have, you know, a following on YouTube around my business content, something like that. If you're on how-to stuff, then of course, you know, YouTube's the thing. Um, the next one that I have is have a plan. And the reason that it's important to have a plan is so that you don't have stagnant parts in your live stream, right? If you have a plan, then you have bullet points, 
These are the things that I'm going to talk about in the live stream. These are the things that are going to keep me on track because it's really easy to just go way off the deep end talking about something else. But when your viewers are there for a specific thing, um, you want to make sure that you're giving them enough of that specific thing. It's okay to go off the deep end. I mean, that's part of what live is, right? Is it's, it's, a, it's a live recorded freestyle session <laughs> where you're just sitting there, you know, going off the top of your head off of all this stuff and because of that, you want to make sure that you're able to kind of reel yourself back in and focus yourself back in on the topics that people are coming in there for, the thing that they're coming in there for. So let's say, for example, if you're doing gaming content, then of course, if you're playing the game, that's a totally different experience, right? With that, you're you're just thinking to yourself, hey, I just, I'm just going to play the game. So for that, you don't really necessarily need bullet points. But what you might want to do is you might want to paste a note on top of your computer screen or your PlayStation or whatever it is, and just paste a note saying that this is what we're trying to accomplish while I'm playing this game so that you can always talk about that thing that you're trying to accomplish so that as people are coming in, you're repeatedly letting them know every few minutes or so, hey, if you're just joining the stream, this is what I'm trying to do during this stream. I'm trying to get through, you know, I'm trying to see if I can get to level, you know, four. From I, I started, you know, 20 minutes ago at level one, and we're going to push through, see how fast we can get to level four. That's what we're trying to accomplish today. Or if you are doing, you know, how-to type content, then in that situation, your plan would be, I'm just showing people how to do a specific thing. But as I start getting sidetracked, I'm just going to have some bullet points that I can refer to to always pull me back on track. Okay. that That's something that we, my brother and I actually do with each other to where, you know, one of us will be talking about something and then typically he'll derail us and then, and then, you know, he'll end up pulling us back or, you know, I'll end up pulling us back or somebody in the chat will end up pulling us back um, to where we end up being back on track. But it makes the whole thing easier on you, especially if you're new to live streaming, to have some type of plan, some type of bullet points so that you can just make sure that you're, that you're coming in um, and that you're staying on track. In addition to that, having a plan in terms of the structure of your stream is also really important. So for example, you know, when the stream first comes in, are you going to say some type of hook because you know the purpose of the live stream, right? That tip number one, you have some type of hook or teaser to where you're trying to make sure that if somebody comes in on the replay, you're grabbing their attention before you actually get into the live stream. Or when it comes in, are you just kind of going for it and everything's just kind of random as you're going through, but you're still working off of your bullet points, right? So having some type of uh, a plan for structure, for the things that you're going to talk about, um, all of that stuff is, is really important. The next thing, I recommend is to come in hot. And what I mean by that is don't lollygag. Um, the, the reason to do this is momentum. So of course it's for the replay value so that when people come in, like when, so you don't have to go and edit anything out of the live stream. So when people come in on the replay, they, it just comes in, right? So there's no, you know, sitting around and waiting or anything like that. Typically I have a thing that I do to where as soon as we hit the green, I will or hit the go live button. I will say, <clears throat> waiting for the waiting for the light to turn green, waiting for it to turn green, waiting for it to turn green, because I want people to hear something when they come into the live streams. Also, one thing on that note in terms of coming in hot, and what I mean, let me define that really quick. What I mean is when your stream starts, give a little bit more energy. That's what I meant by momentum. Give a little bit more energy. You don't have to go off the, off the rails, but just give a little bit more energy so that you can create that own excitement and momentum within yourself. Because if you have an hour long stream, you're going to have to carry that stream, 
right? If you have a three hour long stream, you're gonna have to carry that. If you have a if you have a 30 minute stream, you're gonna have to carry that. But coming in hot with some energy is going to give you some great momentum off the top that you can slowly come down off of. And then of course, you know, recharge yourself up throughout the stream when you can. But just coming in with that energy is gonna help you be able to maintain everything at the very beginning of the live stream. But one thing I do wanna mention is when it comes to live streams, another thing about coming in hot is that live streams are entertainment right? They're entertainment, they're educational, they're informational, they're fun. They can be a mix of all the above. But basically, when it comes to live streams, one thing to think about is my thing here, because I have people to participating, is to try to keep people watching, right? I want to give them what it is that they're hanging out in this live stream for. And the better I get at that, then the more people are going to keep coming back every time I go live. So because of that, it's really important to, you know, to give yourself, you know, some solid energy and to remember that, your live stream is entertainment, regardless of the type of content that you're making. Again, you don't have to be crazy, but it is entertainment and people are using it as a source of entertainment or education, information, whatever. But because of that, mix in some entertainment, right? Make it fun, make it fun for yourself and make it fun for the people that are watching. Another thing that I have here on the list is keep mentioning what's going on in the stream every so often for new viewers. So I mentioned that um, on the one of the previous ones where I was talking about the gamers and just saying, hey, you know, if you're just, if you're new to the stream, I'm here, I'm trying to accomplish X, Y, Z. Same thing um, to where you just keep mentioning, you know, hey, you know, if you're new to the stream, if you're, if you're just joining us, you know, you can use that language. If you're just joining us, uh, what we're doing in this stream is fill in the blank. And then that way, anybody that's just coming in will have an idea of what's going on. Instead of having to ask everybody, hey, what's happening? What's going on? What, you know, what's going on in this stream? Um, you're letting people know this is what's happening in the stream. You can also put a little graphic. If, if you have a specific topic or something that you do in your streams, you can even put a little graphic on the screen to let people know this is what's happening in the in this stream. Um, another thing, and, and this one comes kind of obvious, but make it look and sound as good as possible. Production does matter. And you don't have to go out and spend tons of money on it, on everything, but it is important to make sure that you get things to a point after you get comfortable live streaming, that you get things to a point to where your video and your audio sounds decent, especially if you're going live on a regular basis. And the reason for that is because live streams are an experience for people and you want people to be able to hear you clearly and you want people to be able to see you clearly. You don't have to do a studio. You don't have to do anything fancy, but just make sure that your picture quality is acceptable Make sure you have enough light hitting you and make sure that your audio is fair. Um, if you're not using a microphone, just make sure that, like, let's say that you're doing it on your mobile device. If you're not using a phone plugged into your mobile or a microphone plugged into your mobile device, just make sure that you are close enough to your mobile device to where people can still hear you and make sure that the sounds that are happening in the background aren't interfering with your voice going into the microphone. It's not too distracting from what it is that you're saying. So if you have like a loud air conditioner or you have, you know, kids playing in the background or you have a buddy playing a game in the other room, whatever it happens to be, just make sure those things that are happening in the background aren't distracting from what it is that you're doing uh, in terms of people hearing it. Same thing goes with seeing it though as well. Um, another thing that I have for you in terms of tips for live streaming and this is really powerful. If you're using live streams to grow and to create a really strong community around what it is that you're doing, pick a specific day and time that you are days and times that you're going to live stream and be consistent for a long period of time. And the reason that I recommend that is because if you're streaming and people know that they can show up at this particular time and they can count on you being there to live stream at that particular time, then what you create is you create a location, right? And when you create a location or a destination for people, then what that does is that creates the thing to where people will show up at a certain time 
and they'll have you scheduled into what it is that they're doing, or they'll have that expectation built into their routine. So it's like for us, for example, when we don't go live, we have people saying, hey, I don't even know what to do with my Saturday now because, you know, we, we watch you live for a few hours every Saturday. I don't even know how to start my day. And people will say things like, you know, oh, great, there goes my Saturday, you know, when they when they realize that we're not live because we've been going live for so long. Some people are in the habit. You might be one of them, and thank you if you are. But some people are in the habit of coming in every single Saturday, and our Saturday live show is is the beginning part of the day or the middle part of the day or the ending part of the day, depending on where people are watching or listening from in the world. And because of that, it's just part of their routine. And people expect us to be there. But because we are there when they come in, that's one of the things that have, that's helped it become that thing that they can rely on in terms of entertainment or information when they come into the live streams. So make sure that you pick days and times that you're going to stream and that you're consistently doing that and you, can, and you just stay consistent. Even if it seems like, hey, this live stream thing isn't working out, still keep doing it. Still keep doing it. Still keep letting people know about it. Uh, just keep keep going. Because as people get familiar with it, you know, people will start coming in, people will start participating, and your stream will grow over time, just like your channel will grow over time if you keep uploading videos and you keep trying to get better. Um, next thing is to get viewers involved. So when it comes to getting viewers involved, you can use hashtags, you know, hey, hashtag new, leave us hashtag new if you are new to the stream. Um, hey, let me know if you've done that before. Just give me a hashtag yes, hashtag no. A friend of mine, Owen Video, one thing that he likes to do is he likes to give numbers. Hey, give me a hashtag five if you've if you've heard of that before, you know, things like that. Hey, give us a hashtag five if it's your first time here um, or just, you know, hit five on your keyboard if it's your first time here. Just little things like that to where you are creating a more interactive experience with your viewers. Same thing goes with Twitter shares asking people to share your stuff out on Twitter, um, even even involving people by shouting them out in the stream. Hey, you know, such and such. Hey, um, expert plumber, Robert uh, Robert Wakefield, welcome to the live stream. I loved, you know, I'm happy that, I'm happy that you uh, decided to join us today. You know, just just calling people out, letting people know that 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 they're, you know, a part of what it is that you're doing um, is is awesome for you and for people. But when I talk about Twitter shares, another thing too, it's not just, hey, share this out on Twitter. One of the things that we do, and uh, D came up with this actually, and I thought it was brilliant, but one of the things that we do is we also do a thing to where we invite viewers to take a selfie of themselves with us on the screen in the background, and if they do that during our live stream, then we'll actually share it out. So when I'm streaming by myself, I don't do that as much, um, but when D is streaming with this, he'll always mention it. That's part of what he does, um, but he'll mention it, and we'll get a lot of people sharing our stream out, which is great because then that introduces us to more people. But it's also something to where people, you know, they get love back from us because they're doing that, um, you know, they're doing their selfie with us in the background and we'll retweet those. So, you know, in addition, they get the love back from us uh, as well. So all the way around, it just keep, it keeps people involved, keeps people active in the live stream itself. Even with the, with the people typing things in the keyboard and hashtags and things like that, a really cool thing there is... Let's say that you're that you're watching a live stream. If you're just sitting back and you're watching it, you might tune out. You might be sitting there looking in your phone, that sort of thing, to where you're not fully engaged in what's going on. But as soon as the person live streaming says something to you, 
that resonates with you in some way or that's just an easy thing to answer or that you would just like to participate in, as soon as that happens, you might put your phone down and then you participate in your keyboard or on your phone, whatever it happens to be, but you participate and then you lean back again. So it just keeps people engaged, which can also help keep people from clicking away as well, right? Because you're, you're trying, you're making it difficult for people to get bored. Another thing that I have here on my list is to keep it on niche or niche, depending on how you say it. But basically when it comes to keeping it on niche, what I mean by that is some people will complain that live streams hurt what it is that they're doing. Hey, you know, when I live stream, you know, the, those tank and they, they, it hurts everything. But one thing that I want you to think about is when you're live streaming, make sure that you keep it on niche because if you're just on a hangout stream, but then you typically provide a specific type of content and the audience that you've built around the content that you have, the video content, the audience that you've built around that is expecting something specific from your video content. And then they come to your live stream and it's just a hangout. Um, if, you know, if you have a sizable channel that can work because there's enough people filtered through that you've collected the people that are like into you, which is cool because then they're just excited to talk to you. But when you're trying to grow it all, the different thing that you're going to get is if you're providing a particular type of thing for a viewer, be it entertainment or education, or you're showing people specifically like how to do stuff, um, uh, you're, you know, getting people all fired up or you're, you're changing the way people think about certain things, whatever, that's the type of content you have. And because of that, people expect that from you and that's what they come to you for. But then when you do a live stream, it's just a hangout, ask me anything about my personal life type of stream. Then what can happen there is you're not providing the same value that they expect from you. So what I would recommend is make sure that whatever type of stream that you're doing, even when you're doing a hangout, that you continue to talk about the things that the people who watch you are interested in and the things that they come to you for. So as an example, like let's say that you're doing crafting content or you're doing recipe content. In that case, doing a live stream while you're cooking or while you're talking about recipes or something like that, and you're sitting there workshopping a recipe and you're helping, you're having your audience help you workshop through a recipe. You know, hey, I'm, I'm thinking of adding, uh, you know, two tablespoons of salt to this. <laughs> two tablespoons of salt to this. What, you know, what, what do you think? Give me a hashtag salt. Give me a hashtag no salt. Um, you know, let me know what you think. And we're going to workshop this together. And then based on, you know, the feedback they get and based on what it is that you actually want to do, then that's the one that you would, you know, write down for the next step in the recipe as an example but you just want to keep keep it within the interests of the people that are coming into you and you want to make sure that you understand why people come to you so that you can make sure that you are using your live streams in a way that will make sense uh, to them as well another thing that i have here is to expect problems this one's really important super duper duper important expect problems we've been streaming for years and we still have issues all the time uh, we have robo mics which is basically for whatever reason, the software or um, the microphone or something in the chain will screw up. And then as soon as you go live, you sound like a robot and you have to start the stream or reset the mic or whatever. Um, sometimes you come in, the mics are too loud. Sometimes like a video driver fails. Sometimes a computer will shut down or it'll just go into a restart while you're live streaming. Um, sometimes your computer itself will have a problem and screw everything up. Your cameras will go down, all kinds of problems all kinds of power goes off, lights break, <laughs> lights go out. Just it's riddled with problems. Don't let that discourage you. I just want you to expect problems. Okay. And, and when these problems arise, don't freak out because naturally as a human where, you know, we think, oh no, this looks horrible. 
right? I'm live streaming. This looks bad because my lights just went out. My mic's bad. My camera's messing up. But that's so normal when it comes to live streaming. Don't even worry about it. We actually call that, like, have you been streaming for a while? You'll get this. But we actually call that the beauty of live because it's just real, right? The, like things in life, things go wrong. <laughs> so when it comes to errors in live streaming, that's just part of the beauty of live because you are just embracing those problems. So when they happen, don't freak out. Handle it like a pro. Handle it like a professional, right? If you're if you're to the point to where you're uploading YouTube content on a regular basis and you decide to go into live streaming, that sort of thing, in my opinion, as soon as you start uploading on a regular basis and you start having the effort or you start putting in the effort to make what it is that you're doing better and just try to constantly improve what it is that you're doing, as soon as you start doing that, it doesn't matter if you have three subscribers or if you have a million subscribers, in my eyes, you're still a professional and you're still a pro at this. You're just a little bit, you know, like if you're just getting started, you're just a little bit further back, but you want to still handle yourself like a pro in that situation, right? At least to the best that you can. If you don't know the tech well enough for easy troubleshooting, then of course I understand that, but you still want to not freak out. You don't want to, you know, be embarrassed by it or anything like that, because I just want you to know that it is completely normal, completely natural for everything, to go wrong in live streams while you're streaming while the stream's been live for a while or right before you start a live stream even the platforms even youtube like if you if you're going live on youtube or twitch or facebook or linkedin even when you're connecting to their platforms sometimes the platforms have problems and because of that your stream will get stopped or the chat won't work in the stream or you know things like that so i mean it's just riddled with problems so just expect that and just you know just just don't freak out don't be embarrassed by it it's the normal part of being live embrace it laugh with your audience laugh with the people that are watching and and just embrace it because that also shows them that you're more human, right? Like it just shows them, you know, hey, this is a person that I watch on the internet, but they're just as human as I am because everything just broke, <laughs> right? So because of that, you definitely want to embrace things like that. Um, if you are doing your live streams, and, and this one falls back on number one again of knowing your purpose, but if you are doing live streams for the purpose of discovery, for the purpose of growing your channel, in that situation, um, make sure that you optimize your live streams just like you would a video. So pick a really good title for it, make a really good thumbnail for it, um, fill out your description, fill out your tags, um, do, do all of the stuff that you would normally do for a video so that you can give yourself a better chance of discovery. Because one thing that's really cool with live streams is that while you're live, if your videos are optimized correctly, if you have any kind of activity going on in your, in your live stream, Live streams, while they're live, can actually rank really high because they're having a lot of activity happening on them like in the moment. And as long as people stay active, that helps show YouTube that people are into this and that will um, that can that can make live streams rank right out of the gate. In fact, I've ranked live streams and I do this on a regular basis just to experiment with it and have fun. But uh, you can rank live streams in search in high search positions before the live stream is even live. So you can you can optimize a video now, set it to publish or set it to actually go live in an hour or two hours or three hours from now. And if you optimize it right and you get people clicking on your thumbnail, clicking on your title because they want to, you know, uh, they want to uh, remind themselves that you're going live, then in that situation, those live streams can actually rank um, very well in search. So that's just a little food for thought for you and the, and the, the importance of why you should be making sure that you're optimizing your videos for discovery. And by discovery, I just mean 
Um, just in case you're not familiar with that terminology, all I mean by that is you just you're you're doing the live stream because it's a piece of content on your channel. You want to make it easy for people to find it. That's what I mean. And another thing is to promote your stream. Now we're really bad at this because you know, like our streams, they they do well. Um, when we go live, are you know, like the people that watch the streams, like they are, um, you know, like tweeting people, you know, they're tweeting it out, letting people know things like that, and we invite them to do so, also, so that you know that increases that. But it's also important if, you, especially if you're just getting started, you don't have that audience yet promote your live stream. Um, if you have a Facebook group that you're a part of or something like that, that would accept that live stream to where you're adding value to that Facebook group by going live, promote it, let them know, right? Let them know, Hey, I'm going live, you know, uh, tomorrow at this time, or I'm going live Wednesday at this time, I would love to have you join me. And you know, we're just going to talk about X, Y, Z or whatever it happens to be. Um, but promote your live stream at the very least on your own social media on your Facebook, on your Twitter account, um, on, you know, let your YouTube subscribers know, hey, I got my very first live stream coming up on Tuesday. I would love for you to, you know, to come participate. And the people that are into what it is that you're doing, they'll, they'll come and hang out. So, uh, so make sure that you promote your stream as well. I hope you learned something today. Thanks for having a coffee with me. Get show notes, resources, and more over at commentsovercoffee.com or grab yourself a refill and listen to another episode.